Blog Talk Radio. Another fabulous edition of the Neek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show. I am your host, Neek, my main man, Chuck. How you feeling tonight, man? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Another another beautiful day. Another great day to talk about football. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And fans, we have a jam-packed show tonight. Got a lot of NFL news to pass out to you guys. We're also going to touch on some of the um, um, uh, franchise players who got franchised, and we're also going to touch on some of the players who got dropped off. We're going to talk about some of those players who got cut as well. And then also we're going to talk about – we're going to give a little preview of this weekend's NFL Combine show. I mean, well, actually, NFL Combine is actually – the interview started today, but tomorrow we'll get into the offensive line, and then Friday, I think it's Friday that the kickers go with the offensive line. I'm not sure. I don't have the schedule right here in front of me, but mainly, you know, uh, for fans like Chuck and I who love to break down this um, NFL game so well, but we're not big fans of the offensive line. I know you are, Chuck, because that's your position, but a lot of fans want to see the glamorous positions like the QB, see how they perform, and the running backs, and who can run a 4-3, who's going to run the fastest 40 time, um, you know, so you're going to have those going on this weekend, and defensive backs usually finish out the combine on Monday or Tuesday of next week. Like I said, I don't have the schedule right in front of me, but uh, we're going to touch on some of the players that we think you guys should keep an eye on um, heading into this combine that's going on this weekend. All right, Chuck, let's get right to it, man. There's there's a lot I want to touch on on this show tonight, but there's some breaking news that's going on, man, because we just discovered that in New York, there was this island that um, evidently is missing. <laughs> I don't. I, I think I, I don't know what the actual report is, but from the looks of it, man, look like this water is un- this island is actually underwater, man. This 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 island is nowhere near to be found, and that is better known as Revis Island. Yes, I, I, I said that Revis Island, and it's funny because you know the last few years this was like one of the best islands right here. You know, uh, um, people people like to go to this island, but they don't like to be on the island long because. You know, it's 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 not home cooking for them. You, you know, said it was a nice. You saying it was a nice vacation spot, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was a nice vacation spot. Go but down the there, last... and do, some, do some scuba diving, do some just chill on the beach huh, on that island, huh? That was a nice yeah, place to go to. Yeah, yeah, it was. But the last couple of years, man, <laughs> this this island right here, man, I, I was waiting for it. it was about time for them to shut it down, man, because I think this island was contaminated. 
I mean, there's a lot of viruses <laughs> that were happening on this island in the last couple of years. I mean, well, it w- it wouldn't even it wouldn't even island no more, man. I said it earlier earlier in the season, sometime during the season. I said, I mean, people, there's people out there, mostly Republicans, mostly conservative people that don't believe in, in climate change being affected. <laughs> Some people don't even believe in climate change. Others, but. <laughs> They've come around to believe in it, but they don't think it's, it's man-made. It's, it's caused because of us as humans. Where I'm here to tell you, climate change is real, and Revis and, and Revis Island is the proof. Revis Island went from Revis Island to Revis Coral Reef or whatever it's called. He underwater. He was he's been a bum past couple years, and he just lost love. He just lost love for the game. I think he even admitted that. Not necessarily losing love for the game. Uh, I don't think those, those was in his words, but to me, I interpreted what he said in terms of I ain't got it no more, you know, and blah blah blah. He was just cashing paychecks this year, uh, underwater, uh, under the sea, yeah. So, <laughs> Revis Allen, he just got about to get dropped off, accordingly, you know, according to New York Jets. Uh, or according to the reports, he's going to get dropped off, which he needs to be dropped off. I mean, this was a big mistake by the Jets. They've been making a lot of they've been making a lot of mistakes the past few years. Uh, but they want to bring back their not hometown boy, but the guy that you know they uh, drafted. He wanted to come home, uh, and it was not a very good homecoming for the Real Reavers. Yeah, and, and, you know, just to clarify, like you just said at the end, we're talking about Darrell Revis. A lot of those fans, diehard football fans, they know we're talking about Revis Island. But for some of those new fans, we're thinking, like, Coral Revis. Revis. No Island. more Revis Island. It's Coral Revis. <laughs> Coral Revis. There's no Revis yeah. Island no more because he didn't he shut down nobody. Yeah, so so basically what happened is um, the reports out of New York is that the Jets – have decided to cut ties with the seven-time pro bowler, Darrell Revis, who was scheduled to count $15.3 million against the 2017 salary cap. And with Darrell Revis's release, the Jets cleared $9.3 million. $9.3 million. You have to keep in mind, fans, that Revis signed a $39 million guaranteed check in 2015. And that's what the owner, Woody Johnson, gave him, $39 million guaranteed, man. He got paid. Revis has been paid for years. And so, Chuck, let me ask you this, man. What do you think – what is the market for Darrell Revis, man? What team do you think will sign him? And do you think um, he should maybe make a position change, moving from cornerback to free safety since he's lost some of that speed? First of all, I don't really like speculating on what teams uh... – like what teams a free agent is gonna go to? I mean, I've done it in the past, but ain't really my cup of tea. Yeah, is it? But where he fits in at this point in time, I can't even say. I mean, any team that needs a veteran in their secondary, but I would be still be skeptical because, like I said last year, it didn't seem like the dude really cared that much. You know, he like I say all the time, like my boy Jay Cutler, great talent. But he he don't seem to care. Whether that's true or not, I don't know what's in his heart. All I can go by is what's displayed in front of me on the field, what I see with my two eyes. And what I saw with Darrell Revis was a bunch of crap dude. You know, maybe he maybe he does care. He cares more than anything in the world to be a great football player. And his body just broken down on him, which is just as bad because NFL can't NFL teams can't use a broken down body. Uh, but 
you know, he could go to a, you know, he like I said, he go to a team that needs some type of veteran leadership in the secondary. And in terms of moving over to safety, I know this is like the the thing that's been done, and now everybody wants, you know, corners that wants great corners move to safety, and they have a second, you know, a reemergence of their career. You know, Rod Woodson did it, Charles Woodson did it. Uh, uh, your boy from um, the Redskins did it. Uh, you know, I'm talking about D'Angelo some Hall. Tech. Yeah, D'Angelo Hall did it. So now everybody's want to say that it, sh- sh- Terrell Reeves, or Darrell Reeves needs to do it. And I just don't. No, I no, he's not because Darrell Reeves during his prime, he was the best press corner that we've seen since Deion Sanders in his prime. And what's the press? Where, where does a press corner have to be to be a press corner? He has to be up in your face. And where is the safety? A safety is all is in the middle. A safety is literally on an island in open space by themselves. Uh, so I don't see how his main selling point for him being a great player was being right up on the receivers was be, basically being in receivers back pocket to now being in open space and having to go make plays in open space like that just translates. That doesn't translate to me. Maybe he'd be great at it. He should give it a shot. But off of what I've seen from him and the way and the way he played football the best, that doesn't match up with what a safety is. You know what I mean, Charles Woodson was was a great athlete. He he was able to he was able to go over to the safety position. Uh he played a lot of he played some press man and stuff like that, but I just don't see Darrell Reeves doing it. But you know what? For him to cash another check, I'm sure he'd be willing to do it. <laughs> it's all about the money with the real Revis. All right, the Jets also made. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm not. not I'm not yeah. knocking that at all. You know, he he's a businessman. He got paid. He get his money. Go get it. Yeah, go get it. All right, go get your paper, man. All right. Also, the Jets made some other news. They announced that they decided to cut seven-time Pro Bowler Nick Mangle after 11-year career with the Jets and was one of the best centers in the NFL when healthy. Like I said, when healthy, but he'll be a great pickup for a veteran team that is close. Um, I wouldn't recommend a team that uh, is struggling like the Browns who need a center. Come to the Bengals. Nah, <laughs> yeah, well, the Bengals, hey, hey, come to the Bengals. Hey, Chuck says come on to the Bengals. But like I said, for those teams that – Need a lot of pieces, about two, three years off. I don't see Mango going to sign with one of those teams. Cause like I said, he's 33 years old, up there in age, and I'm sure he's tired of losing and wants to win a championship soon. All right. Also, the Bucks uh, announced that they have decided to uh, part ways with cornerback um, Alteron Werner. After only starting three games this season, he was a pro bowler in 2013 season. And he signed a four-year, $26 million deal with the Bucks three years ago and has basically been a free agent bust ever since then. So uh, Raiders, Giants, stay away from this guy. <laughs> uh, the Browns also made some news. They announced that they decided to part ways with Andrew Hawkins, wide receiver Andrew Hawkins. And, Chuck, I know you want to add a little insight to that, man. Do you want him to come back to the Cincinnati? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't, I don't think he should – he should have never left. But, I mean, I understand why he left because at that point in time we had A.J. Green, Muhammad Sanu, and Marvin Jones, but he still got playing time. He was still utilized. But, you know, I, I feel him. He, His offensive coordinator, the guy that initially believed in him, went to another team. 
he went to that team because he thought he had better opportunities plus following that guy. But, uh, you know, following the guy that believed in you, he thought he would get more opportunities. Uh, it was less competition there. But now, come back to Cincinnati. You got cut. You got dropped off. Come on back home. Ain't no other team going to want you unless it's the Patriots, and the Patriots probably turn into a beast. But I don't know. It, you know, them slot receivers for the Patriots, they they little light, they little lighter than he is. I don't know. He got the complexion to go there, but uh, for that for that slot receiver. But you know, you never know. He can go there. He's I think he's a speedy talent. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's been injured or what, but the guy has speed. And in Cincinnati, he did some great things. In Cleveland, he did okay. But you know, we'll see where he's where he ends up. All right, news out of San Francisco is that quarterback Colin Kaepernick has opted out of the final year of his contract and is now a free agent. And Chuck, let me just say this, man. This San Francisco 49ers team is looking like an expansion team. I mean, all three of their quarterbacks, we're talking about Kaepernick, Blaine Gabbard, and then Thaddeus Lewis, they're all unrestricted free agents. And man, whoo, this team <laughs> Oh my god, they 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 hurt. This is this is a deconstruction at its best, man. I mean, this is a big project right here in San Francisco. Um the way I look at this, um I know the Redskins franchise, um Kirk Cousins, but you saw the what Shanahan did with Matt Ryan. Now, it's going to take a lot to make a trade for Kirk Cousins. But I'm telling you, Shanahan wants his guy. He believes that Cousins is or could be his guy. I'm telling you, man, they're going to have to give up a lot to make that trade for Kirk Cousins, but I can see that may be a possibility. But if they don't go that route, they don't decide to pick up no Cutler or anybody else, then I guess the 49ers say, you know what, we're just going to go the draft route and we're going to try to get one of them young guys uh, within the uh, – because I think the 49ers are picking number three or number two, but I think they'll probably go after uh, – uh, the quarterback from North Carolina, or um, if they're not a friend, not a fan of his game, or maybe Deshaun Watson. Who knows? We'll see what's going to happen with that. But Chuck, let me just ask you this, man. I know you don't like to do it, man. I know you don't like to speculate, but I just, you just gotta just tell us, man. Where do you think some good fits for Kaepernick? You think the Jets, the Browns? Even though the Browns announced today that they're not going to be pursuing Kaepernick, but I think what a lot of these teams say they're not going to pursue these uh, different type of players. I think that's smoke screen, but Chuck. What do you think would be a good fit for Kaepernick starting next year? A good fit? I mean, first of all, Kaepernick, I ain't sold on this dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, he was pretty horrible last year. I mean, that entire team was horrible last year. So, uh, you know, so I can't, I can't necessarily knock him for that. Uh, he did come on, come on and I guess spark would be the word. He sparked a little bit, but the team was so terrible that I, I, the spark was pretty pathetic. Uh, he had his best years, obviously, with hardball. Uh, like you said, the Browns, I mean, but the, these are teams that desperately need a quarterback. The Browns desperately need a quarterback. The Jets they don't necessarily desperately need a quarterback uh, because they do have, uh, you know, Kurt Patrick or not Kurt Patrick, Fitzpatrick. Uh, he still should be around, even though he's only good for half the season. 
as we all as we all know, but he's better than nothing. Uh, and I mean, those are the top two teams off the off of the top of off the top of the dome uh, that really needs a quarterback. I mean, I guess you could say the Bills, but is Ty is Kaepernick a better option than Tyrod Taylor? I mean, I know we ain't got much love for Tyrod Taylor around here, but it, it's more love than we giving Kaepernick at least at least, and I'm giving him. So his his options are limited. People will be intrigued by his. Kaepernick's athleticism, but he throws, but he he's just not accurate enough for me. Uh, he, awkward delivery. Uh, he's the fell off the past two years. I mean, bad. Yeah, I know he fought. I get. Uh, you know, he had some nicks and bruises here and there, but I mean, you fell off ever since Hardball left. So unless you're a Hardball type court or hard Hardball type coach or offensive coordinator and know how to use this dude, get him out the pocket. And and get him on the move and able to use his skills. Then I would say his his best bet, to be honest, is just to stay with the Forty ers and see what Shanahan can do with him. Because that's what when Shanahan went to Atlanta, he saw the athleticism in Matt Ryan that other people didn't see. That's why he got Matt Ryan out the pocket more. That's why he was able to have Matt pocket move or Matt Ryan move around, and Matt Ryan had the best best freaking year of his career. They made it to the Super Bowl. Yes, he screwed up in the Super Bowl with the play caller, but you know, and that's that's one or two is that's a few plays. That's a quarter. It basically he's basically screwed up two quarters out of all the quarters they had this year. The best season Atlanta has had in years. And then you're going to hate on the dude for two bad quarters against a genius. Let's don't let's not get it wrong. Let's not get it twisted. I think Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick is just some other dude that he lost to. So Shanahan is a very, very good coach. Will he make a great head coach? I don't know. But if I'm Colin Kaepernick, your best bet is to stay where you at. Yes, you can go to Cleveland. Yes, you can go to these other teams that's in desperate need of a quarterback. But my opinion, Chuck's opinion, your best bet is where you at, and see what uh, see what Shanahan can do with you, and maybe re- revitalize your career in some capacity. But you know, sometimes change is good. So I guess that's what Colin Kaepernick is looking for. He's looking for change. Yeah, and when you look at the Jets, they have already a couple young guys waiting. I mean, yeah, they haven't really proved much yet, but they're on the bad football team. We're talking about Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg, and I've heard some fans come to me and say. Neek, man, who do you think we should draft? And uh, who, who quarterback do you think we should take in that first round? I'm looking like, take a quarterback in the first round? You still got Hackenberg and you got Patty. You know, I mean, worry about getting that offensive line together. <laughs> you know, you got other things you need to worry about on that team. I understand they need quarterback, but, you know, you get that offensive line together. Same thing in San Francisco. They need to get that offensive line because I know in Atlanta, Matt Ryan at least had offensive line. You know, he, there's some talent on the offensive line. Isla Mack, Ryan Schrader, uh, Matthews, you know, in San Francisco. We're talking about what? Staley? That's about it. You know, Staley's getting up there in age. But, um, yeah, I, I, I want to say Jets, man. Don't, don't don't go after Kaepernick right now. I mean, maybe look at maybe a Cutler, but his Cutler is a little bit better what? than Fitzpatrick. But, what? But like, go ahead. No, I'm just what? saying. I'm just, I'm just saying what? if they want to look at look, look at – a veteran, because like here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. You looked at Jets' offense. I don't know what kind of scheme they're going to this year, 
But I know um, uh, Bowles likes to throw that ball down the field deep. I mean, Kaepernick, he, uh, I, I can't, I can't touch on his his arm strength. I can't touch on his <laughs> the way he throws that football. I, I just, I'm not a big fan. Plus, you're up in here in New York City where it's windy. It's gonna be a lot of picks with the way he throws that ball because that ball will be selling a lot. But color, you know, he's built for the cold, man, and he did it in Chicago. But I'm just saying, I mean, I, I would go with color over Kaepernick if, if I'm the Jets. That's all I'm saying. But all right, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, let's see here. We also have uh, the Pat- Patriots making some news. They went on ahead and made the announcement that they will not use the franchise tag on middle linebacker Dante How- Hightower. And that could be a surprise to a lot of people, but it's not really a surprise to myself because we know the Patriots really don't use the franchise tag. That's just not their way. And once again, you can sit there and say, but dang, they got rid of Collins. I mean, they don't have much time left. Yes, they still do. They they still have Malcolm Butler. And we know how that Patriot system is. They can plug guys in. I mean, they take those guys off the street who didn't produce and others te- other cities with other teams and stuff. And they come to New England. They play a role. They play their part. Um, but Dante Hightower, he is a free agent coming off of a spectacular Super Bowl performance where he pretty much – Turn that game around in the second half for his Patriots defense and his teammates. All right. Also, the Patriots also made an announcement. But you know what, Nick, that, real quick, go ahead, go I, got, I just got to interject because Dante Hightower ain't been getting the love that he should get in terms of that Super Bowl victory. I know Tom Brady's getting out, but he's the quarterback. He's Tom Brady. He has the, the booty chin, so everybody, that's the man. You know what I mean? I love Tom Brady, so I ain't not going to. But Dante Hightower won that Super Bowl he major major piece because he uh, like you said he that that strip that strip sack but I mean he made some great plays throughout the day so I just had to throw throughout that game so I just had to throw that love out there for Dante Hightower and you're right it's about the Patriots system but Dante Hightower is a big piece and I'm sure he's gonna resign yeah I, I agree with you on that I'm sure he probably resigned as well um down the road all right um Patriots, uh, well, actually not the Patriots, but Chris Long made an announcement that he will not be resigning with the Patriots next year, and he got a Super Bowl. He's happy, and he's going to free agency. He wants to try to get another contract and play for another team. Um, you know, hey, I hope my, none of my teams touch Chris Long because he, he didn't do too much in New England this year. I think Chris Long, he's – uh, at the end of his career, and maybe a veteran team like a team that's close, like maybe the Seahawks might bring him in, or another playoff team, maybe the Packers, somebody like that, bring this guy on in. Um, also, another news out of Cleveland is that uh, former Browns wide receiver, I don't know, uh, should we say former? He's kind of still with the team, but Josh Gordon has made an announcement that he's applying for reinstatement, and actually the Browns have made it, <laughs> made the news that it's clear that they will be moving on without Josh Gordon. And Josh, man, I just don't understand, man. I don't know if it was the substance abuse or the drugs that you was on to get that huge Browns tattoo on your back, man. <laughs> I mean, that was just so stupid, man. I remember when he got that huge tattoo that covers up his whole back that, you know, he went out here and spent that money and got that tattoo like he was going to be with this team forever. But, um, yeah, Josh, man, I um, hope you got your you know- situation Go ahead. You know what would be you know would be hilarious, Nate, if like the Browns have moved on for him, but then like the Ravens or something like signed him. That would be funny. Be with his, with that big ass Browns tattoo on your on his back. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, be- I like I like Josh Gordon, but I, 
that alone. I'm not I'm not hating on tattoos. I'm not a tattoo guy. I don't have a tattoo. Probably never get one. But that was just idiotic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Josh, just put it like this, man. If you if you sign with the Ravens or um, I don't see you sign with the Steelers, but is this some reason you sign with the Ravens, man? Just keep your shirt on in practice, man, because them defense defenders, man, they're going to be able to try to light your ass up just for having that stupid-ass Browns tattoo on your back, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, he, he chose poor. He, he's a poor decision-maker, but we obviously know that. He, he, he's a poor decision-maker, and that tattoo was poor. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the Patriots, man. I also forgot, I can't forget about this news today, that the Patriots announced that they will not trade Jimmy G. You know, I look at this news, man. This is a smart move by the Patriots because they know the value of quarterbacks. And you got to think about this. Who knows what's going to happen with Tom Brady? Tom Brady could be in decline this year. I know it's just he's fresh off the Super Bowl, but it could happen. Or he could get hurt. So you got to keep him just in case, man. And we already know this team loves uh, Jimmy G, and he's definitely an upgrade. I don't want fans to be sitting here saying, like, oh, Nick, nah, man, nah, man. What about Ryan Mallett? Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. <laughs> Jimmy G is an upgrade over Ryan Mallett. I don't want to hear none of those comparisons, but the Patriots know what they have in Jimmy G. And you know what? This can also be a smoke screen because we know the Patriots love to play chess. You know, they, they, you know, they don't tip their hand too well, just like poker, man. They like to play poker as well. They don't like to tip their hand too much. So they might just be throwing this out there saying, nah, we're not going to trade them. And next thing you know, a team like the Browns can sit there and say, listen, there's nobody else out here in free agent we want. We want Jimmy G. We're going to give you the first-round pick. We're going to give you a third-round pick and maybe a seventh-round pick for this guy. The Patriots like, hey, you know what? We all in. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Chuck, you think this is a good move by the Patriots or you think they're going to trade Jimmy G? First of all, I was going to say, like, why are we, why is this even a discussion? Like, Jimmy G is still signed with the Patriots. He still, he has one more year left. Where did this news about him, the Patriots trading him come from? Obviously, nobody organization said it because they just said that they don't, they they had to put a statement out saying they don't, they're not going to trade him which, like you said, could be a smokescreen. But I think all of this stuff is BS anyway because it comes from it's, – it's, it's, it's click – for lack of a better word, it's clickbait from the media. Like, just because any quarterback – the guy won two games for the Patriots. I don't know what his starting record is overall. I think he's only played in, like, four games or something, regular season games. Well, he played in two and missed the other two, and he had four touchdowns and no picks. Right, yeah. So, he he played in two games. So, now, all of a sudden, this guy is, uh, you know, he's Matt Matt Castle. I mean, but Matt Castle played an entire freaking season. You know what I mean? He played an entire season with the Patriots, a winning season, when Tom Brady was out with that ACL injury. And Jimmy G has two games and all of a sudden he's the talk of the he's the talk of the free agency. And I just think it's all hogwash, to be honest. I think it was something created by the dudes in the media to have something to talk about. Because we all know it's very hard it's very hard to play in the NFL. It's even harder to play quarterback in the NFL. And what's even harder than that is finding a starting caliber quarterback for the NFL. So it's only 32 it's only 32 
of those jobs. And out of those 32 jobs, half of them suck. So it's really only like 16 good ones. Mm -hmm. Jimmy G, so far, is undefeated. He's been looking good in the two games he's played. Uh, We know A.J. McCarron is another good backup. So anybody can get and they can get hurt at any time. So why would they even why would you even trade the guy for what? For for a first round for another first round pick for a guy you don't know how you don't know what he's gonna bring to your team when you already know what Jimmy G brings to your team. He you know that with him, if something was to happen to Tom Brady with him, you're gonna win games. And that's what this is all about. It's about winning games. So why would you trade that insurance? that security piece for somebody you have no idea what they're going to do for your team. You wouldn't. So then you got to ask yourself, why is all this talk coming from? It's coming from the media because that's what they do. They bring up stuff just to talk, to talk, to have something to talk about. They got to feel the time. They got to keep you there until the commercial and bring you back after commercial. So I think it's all hogwash. Uh, but you know what? There's some, a lot of stupid GMs out there. <laughs> and a, a lot of stupid GMs that don't play chess, like you mentioned, you talked about the Patriots play chess. I think in terms of chess, that's why I'm saying this is about the media, about the media that the media concocted this bull just to have something to talk about. But you know what? A GM might not take it that way. He might be he might be trying to he might be trying to play chess with checker pieces. He mm-hmm. thinks he's playing chess. But he's not, because he don't have a mental capacity. He thinks, oh, Jimmy G is available. Uh, there must be teams out there that want to get rid of him because they're not going to resign him next year. And we all know the Patriots want to get something for their players. But right. I don't, I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. But like I said, there's some dumb GMs out there, and somebody might fall for the bait. But I'm talking internally. I'm thinking the Patriots. Or they are serious when they say uh, we're not going to trade them unless, like you said, some dummy offers them, <laughs> gives them an offer they can't refuse. Yeah. And you know when a dummy GM makes those dummy moves, you know what happens to him, Chuck, right? He need to get dropped off! Exactly, exactly. All right. Steelers signed their Pro Bowl All-American, Mr. Do-It-All, Antonio Brown, to a new five-year, $72 million deal. A.B. is about to get paid, y'all. He's going to be getting paid $15 million a year. You got to keep in mind, he has had four straight 100-catch seasons and is 28 years old and is playing in his prime. So, A.B., congratulations on getting paid $15 million a year. Woo, that's a lot of money for a wide receiver, but you deserve it. You definitely deserve it. Also, Russell Kong. Uh, the news was brought out about him. Uh, Russell Kong. A Kong. What did I say? I say Okong. Okong. <laughs> Okong. You know, yeah, you know how I am sometimes, man. Okung, Okung, okay. <laughs> Russell Okung. My bad, man. Okung, you play like an Okung. You play like Okung. Nah, let me stop, man. <laughs> All right, Russell Okung, man. Uh, his contract option was not picked up, which makes him a free agent. Um, the move wasn't a surprise um, due to the financials involved with uh, his contract. 
He signed a one-year deal with the Broncos last March with an option that would pay him $48 million over the next four years. But according to Pro Football Focus, uh, Russell was ranked as the number 37 tackle overall last season. He finally played all 16 games for the first time in his career. So with him being a free agent, you look at this free agent tackle market, it's pretty solid if you look at the names. If you're just going off the names, it's a pretty solid list with players such as Andrew Whitworth, Ricky Wagner, Riley Reef, Kelvin Beecham, Ryan Clady, Sebastian Vollmer, Matt Khalil, Andre Smith, Mike Reimers, Menelik Watson, and others. So it's not a bad list. I, I mean, if you look at the names. Yeah, I know. I just threw it out there, man, because, you know, Chuck, you you got to be real, man. A couple years ago before he went to Jacksonville, Beecham was solid in Pittsburgh. He had a solid season. He did, man. I, I got to give him his props. He did his Yeah, thing. you corrected yourself. He had a solid season. Yeah. <laughs> he had a solid season. Right, remember, right. uh, didn't, uh, didn't uh, RG3 have a solid season? Yeah. Look yeah, at him now. Yeah, yeah. He had a solid season then. And, um, yeah, I understand, man, because, you know, you're a Bengals fan. You, you don't watch your team play them Steelers twice a year, man. So, yeah, you would know. They ain't got nothing hand. to do with it. When a, <laughs> a bomb is a bomb. A bomb is a bomb. All right. All right. All right. I like, like, you know, a bomb, a bomb is a bomb, dude. Like, they ain't got, they got, nothing, they got nothing to do with the fact that I'm a Bengals fan and Kelvin Beecham played for the Steelers. They ain't got nothing to do with it. A bomb is a bomb. Heinz Ward spent his entire career with the Steelers. I love Heinz Ward. I would never say Heinz Ward is a bum. Kelvin Beecham is a bum. So I ain't got nothing to do with it. All right, man. So that's how you feel it, Chuck. So this is really how you feel it, man. Uh, I, I let it be known. Coach, his game is a little too horrible. He need to get cut. <laughs> yeah, he got cut. He just got cut a long time. I'm cool on Kelvin Beecham. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, man. I got you on that. Uh, let's talk about some of these players got franchise. Carolina Panthers franchise defensive tackle, Kawan Short. The Giants uh, franchise uh, pass rusher, JPP. Um, the Arizona Cardinals franchise uh, pass rusher, Chandler Jones. And the Rams franchise cornerback, Tremaine Johnson. Now, here's the funny thing about Tremaine Johnson. Tremaine has been a solid the last well, let's see. Last year, he had a bad year, but the year before that, he was solid. So, he has 15 picks in four years. You know, he's had a solid career. But I'm going to put it like this, man. I think the Rams franchised the wrong player because last year, they had to make a decision. Do we franchise Janoris Jenkins or do we go with Tremaine Johnson? And I'm telling you, man, you seen what Janoris Jenkins did last year in New York. Janoris balled out, was pretty much a shutdown corner. You could ask Des Bryant, how did he play? <laughs> One catch, two games, thank you. But Janoris Jenkins balled out, and Tremaine last year, oh, man, he struggled mightily. But the Rams say, you know what? We don't have much talent on this team besides Aaron Donald <laughs> and uh, Ty Gurley. <laughs> but I guess we owe it to go ahead and uh, franchise Tremaine Johnson, but – I just don't get it, man, because he struggled mighty last year. So that means that's two years in a row that you have franchised this guy. So, hey, Tremaine, you're going to have to step it up this year, man, if you want to get that big contract. Because if you struggle again this year, the Rams going to be like, damn, we made a mistake. Why the hell we do that? But, hey, that's what they do in uh, Los Angeles with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. They need to get it together. All right. Fans, the combine is coming up this weekend, and there's a lot of talent 
that's going to be on display at this combine. There's a lot of players. I'm intrigued. I want to see. I want to see the measurements, how they do, how they looking. But one thing I just want to say to you fans, don't get all caught up in the combine. Some of you guys claim you're diehard football fans. Chuck and I, well, you know, I'm a coach and everything. But I I, I got to go off the film. You know, you just don't get so caught up. Oh man, he ran a four two eight. Oh man, he's gonna be he's gonna be a, the fastest wide receiver this year. Who's gonna catch him? I think I'm gonna start him in my fantasy roster. Uh uh-uh, uh, that's the, that's the worst thing you can do. Yes, it's cool to watch how they perform out there, how they doing their drills, but you always gotta go back and look at the tape. But some guys I'm intrigued by. I want to see this weekend. I want to see what the running back uh, Leonard Fournette's gonna do. I want to see what kind of um numbers he's going to put up because the talk about Fournette is that he's going to be the next Eric Dickerson. Chuck, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm not saying that. I'm just, you know, a lot of analysts are saying that. I'm just saying what people are saying. A lot of people in the media are saying they, they're projecting him be the next Eric Dickerson. He, he's going to run for 2,000 yards next season. He's going to be better than Ezekiel Elliott and all this stuff, but I don't see that, Chuck. I'm sure you don't see that either, but it's going to be interesting to see how he performs, how he does with this combine. Also, my boy Zay Jones, the wide receiver at East Carolina, who's moving up, hottest name right now, um, might be moving into the first round. He had an excellent senior bowl game all week of practice, did his thing, looked good, great route runner, great with hands. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how he does. And then Texas Tech quarterback Patrick Mahomes. This is a guy that has the NFL size, pocket passer, but you got to keep in mind the system that he played in. We already know about those Texas Tech quarterbacks. How did they translate to NFL? Uh, don't work too long because we already know about Graham Harrell and and uh, I can't think of the other guys, but it was so mean those Texas Tech quarterbacks. They don't last long in the NFL. But this guy, Patrick Mahomes, is very intriguing. Just like I said, you're going off his size, great size. Great arm, can push the ball down the field. Like I said, great pocket awareness. So it's going to be interesting to see how he does. Um, Chuck, is there any guys that you're going to looking for, looking forward to watching um, at the combine this week, or some, or some uh, names yeah. of some players, like, or some names of some players you want fans to know? Keep like, eye on. Yeah, like like you just said, I'm I'm intrigued to see what Leonard Fournette has. Uh, you know, I, and then I think with with the teams, the coaches, I think what they want to look at the most is, you know, in terms of medical evaluation for him. But, uh, yeah, Leonard Fournette is one guy. Uh, also, I want to see what uh, Jake Butts, Butts from Michigan. Like, I think that dude, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a good player. I mean, right now, I think he's like the fourth or fifth ranked tight end or whatever in yeah, terms but you, of. But you got to keep on he tore his ACL in the bowl game, so you got to keep in mind. I don't think he's ready to play yet. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Anyway, I would want to see Jake Butt, if he, but he's gonna be at the combine. They're gonna check him out. But that's that's what I mean. Like check him out medically and see what he has. I mean, but you know, if we're talk, just talking about the field, the field drills, then you know somebody like OJ Howard. I think he's a you know he's been a freak on the field, Alabama. That's not their way. You know, he wasn't the main key in terms of their offense, uh, but he's a huge talent. He's made some huge plays, and you want to see what he has physically in terms of drills. Uh, on the defense side of the ball, I I like Derek Barnett. I know we talked about this before, and you ain't really sold on the dude. Uh, you think his numbers are inflated, whatever. I think the dude got it, you know what I mean? I think he's a – I ain't going to say Reggie White, but he's built like a Reggie White. Obviously, he went to Reggie White school. 
broke the sack record, all that stuff. So I want to see what he has physically uh, and out there, and this would be a good time to check in on that. And also, Solomon Thomas for Stanford. This dude's supposed to be a stud. Want to see what he got. And then your boy, the linebacker from Vanderbilt, uh, was it like Washington, something Zach like that? Cunningham. Cunningham. Yeah, I knew it was something like that. Yeah, Zach Cunningham. I want to see what he has because the dude has, I think he has a high ceiling. You know, he has some flaws in his game. He had a lot of flaws in his game, but I think he has a high ceiling, and I think those flaws can be coached out of him. Uh, so it's a lot of it's a lot of talent, man. And then just in terms of pure enjoyment, I just want to watch a Dory Jackson. I just want to see what he got out there. I just want to see the dude run, you know. So uh, so those are a lot of big name players. Uh, is gonna be there. There's a lot of talent gonna be there, and I think this is gonna be a great draft. I know people, a lot of people, are excited about see what Malik Hooker has got. You know, he was he had one great year. Now all of a sudden he's the number one, number two pick in the draft according to some people i don't know how that comes about one hit wonders but you know what it will be somebody out, out there that goes after the dude um he's definitely a physical talent but i need more than one year bro i need more than one year and malik hooker just had one year so but you know we'll see uh it should be a fascinating combine and you know my main man malik man chuck and i we got respect for you man but you just got that that bust name <laughs> You just got that bus name, man. That that me and Chuck, we ain't gonna never forget your name, man. You remember that kid, man, Malik Hooker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was that series bus, man. He got out there and played like that series Hooker did. He got that money and ran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but nah, like I got to say, Malik, man, we just mess with you. <laughs> man, yeah. <laughs> oh man, let me stop. But yeah, Malik, we just messing with you. But anyway, we got in the show real quick. I want to touch on one player, man. I got to touch on this guy, and he's up for – I got a new award. It's called the DAP Award, D-A-P. Stands for Dumbass Player, <laughs> and we put that in caps locks. You know what I'm saying? See, DAP. Yeah, and, and, and the DAP Award goes to Matt Elam, uh, former first-round pick of the uh, Baltimore Ravens, the safety he was arrested uh, this past weekend on Sunday morning on three drug possession charges. He was charged with possession of more than 20 grams of cannabis, possession of cannabis with intent to sell or deliver, and possession of a controlled substance. The Miami-Dade police reported that they found 126 grams of marijuana and three grams of oxycodone in Elam's car after pulling him over for reckless driving. The Ravens have stated that Matt Elam is not in their plans for the 2017 season. Like I said, he was a former first-round pick out of 2013 out of Florida State. It has been pretty much been a bust. Only played in nine games this season. Uh, part of that was due to recovering from injury. Only had four tackles for the 2016 season. So when I look at this report, man, that you got 126 grams of marijuana, we already know that your life is spiraling out of control. <laughs> that you need some help, man. I mean, 20 grams of cannabis. I mean, dude, come on, man. Just get some help. Check yourself in the NFL rehab program or, I mean, contact your agent and let him know you got a problem, man. You need to get checked out. Come on, man. Serious, man. Dap award. It just shows right here. You don't want to play football no more. You don't want to play no more. You need to get your life together. Get your substance abuse under control. And didn't, this, 
And ain't his brother NFL player? Even. Tony got a brother in NFL? Uh, yeah, I think uh, you may be thinking about a kicker, man. <laughs> nah, ain't it dude? Ain't it another Elam? He plays for the Browns. Yeah, there's like a Jason Elam. Jason Elam, the kicker. <laughs> no, 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 no. He played for the Browns and uh, the Cowboys, maybe. Uh, uh, it's another Elam, bruh. He was uh, Abe. Abe Elam. You don't remember Abe Elam? Nah, man, he ain't last too long. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, I mean, way yeah, out he, the he don't remember that dude. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have studied anything. But, yeah, I remember, yeah, I think that was his brother. Anyway, right. my point is, it's not like he was struggling out there, struggling for money. He was the breadwinner for your home. So, yeah, like you said, dude is a dumbass player. He, he's an idiot. And right, he's going that. where idiots belong. Right, all right. That note, man. Gotta go. We will see you next week. Hope you enjoy the combine this weekend. And and yeah, we might have a future DAP award in the near future. On that note, Nick Chuck, see you next week.